This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey everybody, welcome, and thank you for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. My name is Zach Riddle, I'm here with Laura Heck. I want you to know that when I say thank you for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio, I really mean it. I'm, uh, I'm pretty keen on gratitude these days and I'm excited about it. I just want you to know I appreciate you wherever you are. Taking some time out of your schedule to listen to us talk about, actually this week we're talking about you. Um, We got a couple of mailbag questions that we're going to tackle and um, I'm legitimately excited to read this week's ad. So that's kind of fun. Um, But we are uh, always interested in hearing from you. What's on your mind? Want to be about what we can. This is a very cool conversation. Stick around. Dash just broken, so there's that. Mm-hmm. I was uh, I was in a meeting yesterday at a Starbucks, and this uh, this person came up with two dogs, and so I was I was there having coffee with two other people, and then um, although I wasn't having coffee because I don't drink coffee, and then right. the, then they had a friend who walked up with two dogs, uh-huh. and one of them jumped in my lap. Did you have to remind everyone around? No, that you I went don't like this. Like dogs. I just, uh-huh. I just like froze and put my That's chin exactly up. That's exactly what you do to Dash too, which is unheard of. Because this he's guy a great left dog. the dog in my lap. Oh, did not remove most, the dog. Like most people like dogs. No, that no, I don't accept that answer. Like if your dog jumps in somebody else's lap and they clearly are uncomfortable, you pull the dog off that person's lap. Oh, okay, lap. okay, okay, okay. Period. Did you have a traumatic experience with dogs? I had a bad experience. I will give anyone $100 if they can name where that's from. What is that from? Um, No, I just don't, I just don't, I just don't get it. I just don't get, I just don't get it. And I don't feel like I'm responsible to make other people comfortable about the fact that they do get it. That's true. Hey, I just, sorry about that. Before we do this, cause I can hear my son. Can we have my son do a dad joke on the podcast? Uh, Sure. I don't care. All right. Hold on one second. Hey, Holden, can you come do your dad joke on the podcast for me, please? That's a dad joke or it's a riddle? It's a riddle. Okay, you got to hurry though. Okay. He's on his way to go to camp. So here, come sit on my lap. Okay. All right. Are you ready? ready. Yeah. Go. 21 people are on a boat. Okay. All but one fall off. Okay. And yet, 
The one that's still on the boat mm-hmm. counts 24 heads bobbing in the water. How is that possible? Yeah. All right. How is that off possible? to camp you go. I love you. I'll Thank tell you, buddy. Him. Oh, wait. Do you want to give it? Do you want me? I'll give you the answer at the end of the episode. Yeah. So if you All listen right, to the whole episode, you'll get the answer to this riddle. Okay. Can you close the door behind you? Thanks. All right. I just needed to get that riddle through because we haven't had any dad jokes for a while. It's true. Yeah. Okay. So I'll, should I give him the answer? No. You know the answer. We said we said we'd give it at the end because you were okay, going to ask me about right, vacation. Okay. How was vacation? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for asking. You're so welcome. Um, it was okay. Why just okay? <laughs> that was really anticlimactic. Uh, well, two things. First it? of all, first of all, nobody asked me for my autograph, which I was really hopeful for. I, I really thought that if the I was East walking Coast, around, does anybody know you on the East Coast? I well, mean, I, I know we're celebrities a, on I the do West Coast. I have an international podcast audience, so I just okay. figured that maybe somebody would ask me for it. These are, but family, here's the other though, thing. Right? Here's the other thing. And this is, this is kind of, kind of like not a big deal, but also it, I like, I really noticed, remember how I said I did something I've never done before, which is I wiped my whole calendar clean. I didn't see any yeah. clients or do anything. You uh, we always didn't record see a clients on vacation. I know, always. I know, I know it's bad. And, but yeah. here's the thing. First of all, coming back from vacation and doing work is weird. Cause you got to like kind of get your brain back into focus. But, but this was the thing. So it was a family reunion. There was like 30 people from all over everywhere. Uh, Not everywhere, but Rebecca's whole family was there. None of them were impressed by me at all. Hmm. None of them asked my, they know you though. They didn't ask my opinion. They didn't value my time. They weren't like sitting around paying me money to hear my insights into their relationship. Like it was actually just kind of weird. And I don't mean that like in any sort of narcissistic way. I just noticed. Cause it's sure coming off. No, no, no. I just noticed that like, okay. In general, I spend my week, people, people, I add value to people's lives and they think they listen to what I say and they, they Mm -hmm. actually reimburse me for that. Yeah. I had a whole week where none of that happened. I was just like this. So it was weird. Not only did I not get my autograph, did give any autographs, nobody actually cared at all who I was. So I don't know. I was a little sad, but also it was kind of nice. I can appreciate it. When you came back though, were you super pumped to be important again to other people? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, you're always important in my life, whether oh. I respond to your text messages, emails, or phone calls, yeah. uh, which doesn't happen very often. I've been trying to be better about that. I don't know if you've noticed, but... Well, I just, I, I, cre- I have a window of grace that I create for you and I just keep, I just Thank keep you. asking you until I get the answer that I want. That's, that'll work. It's only taken us how many years to get to this place <laughs> where we understand how to work with one another? Last night I set a world record. I also want to say this part. I set a world record last night for time it took looking for your glasses while they were on your head. <gasps> yeah. Welcome to almost 50. I know. Wow. It was like 45, it was like 45 minutes. No which, way. Yeah. No, it was a long time. And it, part of it was I walked around, I looked everywhere I could find, I could for them. And then I couldn't find them. And then I gave up and I sat down and I just started like being sad that I couldn't see the TV. Yeah. And then I did something and I put my hand on my head and my glasses were like on my head. Did you have one of those moments where you kind of looked around and you're like, is anybody watching? Yeah. Does anybody yeah. know what just happened? Anyway. Um, I had a, a star moment today um, where... It hasn't happened for a while. So I, I wake up, I set my alarm for 5, 5 a.m. And nice. talk to my husband, like we have to coordinate now because now we're both early risers and we're both trying to get our workouts in in the morning. Uh-huh. And he wanted to go paddle boarding with my son and my dog first thing this morning. And I said, nope, 
that is my window to go swimming. And anyway, my phone died. Surprise, surprise, because it's like a big joke around my house that my phone is never charged. I probably mm. here I'll tell you how much I have eight percent right now on my phone. And uh Anyway, I missed my alarm. I missed my swim. My accountability buddy was at the pool at 530 this morning waiting for me. Mm. And the first thing that came to mind was whose fault was it? Mm-hmm. Dang it, Ryan. Why am I? It was his fault. Yeah. I literally was texting texting as the you know couples therapist to my group of uh, triathlete, trainer, women, whatever it might be. But I said, I'm working really hard on not blaming this on my husband because there has to be a reason why it's his fault. His fault that my phone died, his fault that my alarm didn't go off. And it's also his fault that he didn't wake me up because he knew how important this was to me. But that was, yeah. And then I told my husband that it was his fault too. I've been had this moment. Yeah. How'd that go? Mm, Oh, I mean, he chuckles. He's like, yeah, everything's my fault. It's fine. I'm almost allergic to that right now. Like I have this, uh, I just think everything's my fault right now. It's just sort of, it's a weird, it's a weird, that is interesting. It's a weird posture that I'm in for the moment. Is it, it's like the, you've swung the other direction because you have always said that you are a big fan of defensiveness. Yeah. That's your go-to. And we say that defensiveness is one of two postures, right? Like the pendulum can either swing where everything is your fault or nothing is your fault. And I would say that previously, I mean, I've been on the receiving end of, dang it, Laura. Yeah. Like nothing is your fault. So what do you think is going on with everything is your fault? I don't know. I I got thoughts about it, but it's You probably, do, but you don't want to share on the it's podcast. Probably, it's probably deeper than I'm ready for. Yeah. Hey, I did want to say uh, that this very nice lady, I'm assuming she's nice. She Her email was nice. Her name nice. is Sarah. She wrote us after last week's podcast because remember we were talking about how there's criticism and then complaint and, I, and there was question. Mm-hmm. And you were like, mm, Zach, you can do better because there should be a C. Yeah. Did she give us the she third did. C? She gave us one. She said, what is uh, she said, uh, she said, criticism is at the top and then complaint and then curiosity. Uh, I'm so over curiosity. Really? Yeah. Really? You're over it? I don't I'm think you can be it. over the most important thing that you can have in a relationship. That's not a thing you can do. Yeah. It's not allowed. No. But it I'm is right. It. it is correct. You that, like the third C? I mean, it is a C that qualifies as the yeah. as the thing that you're supposed to do when you get underneath your complaint. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate that, Sarah. Hey, friends, it's me, Laura. So I'm getting ready to go on a bachelorette party. It's a weekend. And as I get a little bit older and these parties are a little fewer and far between, the things that I buy the bachelorette are a little bit nicer. And this time I went around and I found the best gift. It's called the Night Inn. It's from Dame. I've told you about Dame before, but I want to tell you a little bit more about it. So included in this bundle is a product for couples. It's called Eva. It's the first hands-free vibrator for couples. It boosts pleasure and connection for all with just a little toy that does not get in the way. Sharing pleasure during intimacy not only feels good in the body, but it can also increase your emotional connection and decrease your stress levels so that you can take those good feelings with you throughout the day. But in order to get there, even the most sexually motivated couples can benefit from a strategically placed buzz. So this is where Dame products enter. They have designed a hands-free toy called Eva, specifically designed for couples. It nestles close to the body and it stays put with just a finger so that you and your partner can focus on intimacy. It's designed to enhance but not distract from pleasure. Eva is your sex life's new best friend, so what are you waiting for? 
Try adding a toy into the mix and discover new layers of pleasure that you can share, plus sex that you look forward to. Another item included in this bundle is something that I really love. This is a sex oil. It's all natural. It's a full body massage oil and it's formulated with arousing ingredients. What I love is that if your massage goes to the next level, it's also safe and enjoyable to use for other things, if you know what I mean. So one thing that we have done is we have partnered with Dame Products to get you 15% off of their entire site. So if you go to dameproducts.com, enter the code MTR for 15% off site-wide. It's dameproducts.com. So power up your pleasure and enjoy all the toys from Dame Products. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So we have actually had a few mailbags. That's what we're going to do today. Um, before we do that, I, w- I have to mention, I, ca- I stumbled across, I didn't stumble, I actually did a solid job of searching. I came across a podcast that is for triathletes. And um, it's two dudes who are mm-hmm. BFFs who literally just jump on the same way do we do. So it's like we mm-hmm. talk about marriages, they talk about training. And it's really interesting to see how they, that first of all, they drop more F-bombs, but how their conversation evolves and how they're different and how they kind of like play off of each other. It's a very similar context. And I'm pretty sure we're going to have them on the podcast. Great. I'm not sure how it's going to resonate for folks listening to marriage therapy radio. Um, but I think it would be really interesting to have the two of them and their dynamic. Do you remember okay. their names? Um, I don't remember their names. I just started It'd listening. It'd be hard to find them. Um, uh, I can by the, it reminds me though, that, remember the couple that I have that listens to the podcast every week and they have opinions about you and they're like yeah. waiting for you and they want you to do the, the triathlon. Yeah. They recommended a book for us, for you. Okay. okay. It's called the brave athlete. Okay. I'm uh, writing it Simon. down right now. By Simon Marshall and Leslie, somebody. It's uh, too short. Hold on. I can't see what it says here. Marshall. That's fine. I'll find it. The Brave brave Athlete. The Brave Athlete. And apparently it's uh, right up your alley. I'm going to listen to it too. I just downloaded it on my Audible like when they told me about it. So. Oh. And Jason also sent me a little thing that basically he diagnosed why I move on, why I start things. I get really excited and then I never actually finish them. And, he, mm. and it's basically because I get too much dopamine from the beginning that there's no reward <laughs> at the end. That's so, interesting. Um, I'm, I'm working on my dopamine hits, but I appreciate Jason listening to our podcast because he has to yeah. as our producer and then telling me what's going on. All right, let's move wait, on. Wait, 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 the- two more things, two more oh, things. Uh, that, that reminds me of another book that I got uh, recommended, but it's called okay. The Molecule of More. The Molecule of More. It's about dopamine. Okay. Ooh, um, I love learning about dopamine. I yeah. really do. Neuroscience to me is very cool. By Daniel Z. Lieberman. The Molecule of... What more, of- M-O-R-E. Molecule of More by Daniel Lieberman. I also got a okay. sweet email uh, or Instagram comment from somebody who was like, hey, tell Jason he does a nice job. So Jason, you do a nice job. You do a nice yeah. job. We had so many people respond back and say, Laura, uh, when Beth Wiley was on, she was to, yep. she was on her soapbox about yep. how men need to step the F yep. up. 
uh, which I don't think I gave a disclaimer about nice. the F-bombs, but something we know about our dear friend Beth is that she curses she like a sailor thing, yeah. and she was on our, you know, PG. <laughs> she made our, our rating go yeah. up basically, but it really resonated with a lot of people. And, um, one gal actually wrote in, she said, uh, similar, my husband is not into going to therapy that doesn't resonate for him, but he's really into men's groups and mm. that has really transformed how he shows up. And she said, I would love for you to do something related to men's groups. And I agree. I think that would I be really cool. All right. I mean, I know exactly that? who I would ask because I've talked about it before on the podcast. Also, okay. I want to say this. Let's do that. I, I will. I'll reach out to him today. Hey, um, I am legit excited about our advertisement this week. Like literally I cannot wait to read this ad. So I think it's next. Really? Ready? Here it comes. Ready? Okay. <laughs> okay. You guys might already know that Rebecca and I use HelloFresh. It's one of these uh, dinners in a box, sort of meal prep planning subscriptions that you can get. We get a box every week, comes with three meals. We're excited about it. We love it. They're some of our favorites until now. We just found out about Green Chef. Green Chef is very cool. The recipes are a little more high touch. They come from expert chefs who curate every single recipe. You can enjoy restaurant quality dishes at home without compromising flavor. Here's the best part. Green Chef is owned by HelloFresh. And with a wider array of meal plans to choose from, there's something for everybody. We are planning to switch back and forth between boxes because there are recipes in the Green Chef one that we really want to put our hands on. We just made this last weekend steak and butternut squash salad. Oh my God, it was so good. I'm not even kidding. But I also want to tell you that these things are super convenient and easy. One of the reasons I've been excited to talk about these meal boxes on the podcast is because I have a couple um, in my practice. They argue constantly over who was making dinner, who was shopping, how were they shopping? I mean, in the COVID days, like, is it going to be delivered? Are we going to pick it up? What's the deal? Um, they, they never could figure it out. I finally turned them on to these meal boxes and they will tell you that it saved their relationship for two reasons. One, it's convenient and easy. Um, the recipes themselves save time. The boxes come with every ingredient you need. You don't have to worry about planning, prepping, or grocery shopping. All the meals are pre-measured, so you get exactly the right amount of food. This is the other reason that this couple loves these meal plans is because they uh, don't have a bunch of extra food. They both feel healthier. They both feel like they're eating more balanced meals. Um, they will swear by it. And I love recommending it to people because it's an easy way to solve solvable problems. The other thing about Green Chef is that it is the most sustainable meal kit and the only meal kit that is both carbon and plastic offset. They offset 100% of the carbon footprint as well as 100% of the plastic in every box. So with Green Chef, you're reducing your food waste by at least 25% versus grocery shopping. I do wholeheartedly endorse these meal boxes. We love HelloFresh. We love Green Chef. I think you should check them out. Uh, what you need to do is go to greenchef.com slash mtr135. And use code MTR135 to get $135 off five boxes and your first box ships for free. So again, that's go to greenchef.com slash MTR135. Use code MTR135 to get $135 off your five boxes and your first box ships free. And I really do encourage you to check out Green Chef. It's the number one meal kit for eating well. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's the question. Are you this ready? This is because we're doing mailbag. 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 Do mailbag. we have it? We should have a theme song for mailbag. Man, mailbag. I'm a little manic today. That is, I'm really sorry okay. about that. Okay, go. Focus. Focus. All right. One issue right now is money because everything's super expensive. So they moved from Washington back to California. Everything's, they're just barely getting by. The question is, I want to go to work. This is a female in a uh, heterosexual relationship okay. and make some money to contribute so that we are not so stressed about money. I stay home with our son now, um, but I could work part-time remotely. How do I go about telling him without bruising his ego as the quote unquote breadwinner? He's very adamant about me focusing on our son 100% and the job would mm. be any hours I feel like working. This is ideal for a stay at home mom. So the question is, how do I go about talking to him about this? Okay. Thoughts. Um, gosh, I have lots of thoughts about this. So she yeah. wants to get a job and she found a job where she can work anytime she wants and yeah, make, from and make enough from home and make enough money to supplement this financial strain. Mm -hmm. Sounds mm -hmm. like a pretty great job. Like it sounds pretty. First of all, I would check the, the veracity and validity of that job to see if it actually was the fine not print. too good to be true. Um, but the other piece though, the relationship piece, right? Like she doesn't want to bruise his ego and he, he say it again. He's what about, he wants to make sure that she's 100. He wants her to be 100% home with their son. 100%. And they just moved from, and they just moved and it's, they're really strapped on cash and it's stressing her at least out. She said it's really stressful. Okay. Right. Um, this is, a, this is, a, there's a lot here. Okay. So the first mm -hmm. thing is, I think money is a really interesting one because it's one of the very few things in a relationship that you can measure. Like you can't measure, mm -hmm. uh, measure affection or attention. It's really easy then to attach value. You can sort of go, I make more, so I'm worth more. Or I make more, so I get to make these decisions or I make more or I make less. Mm -hmm. So I'm worth less or I don't. And I just think it's important for couples period to be broadening their conversation in general around where value comes from because value yeah. does come from what you can put, like what you can earn bread, mm -hmm. bread, he's a breadwinner. Like, you know, um, so, um, but you know, she probably, you know, makes the bread and puts the peanut butter and the jelly on the bread and, and cuts it up and serves mm -hmm. it and then cleans up after it. Like, so I think number one, it sounds like needing to expand the conversation about where value comes from because, it seems like that conversation doesn't have room to breathe. That's where I think she says, mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't want to bruise his ego. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. That's the beginning of it. I don't know. Where, where do you go? Well, I mean, I, I also think like, how long has it been since you've had this conversation? Mm. Because clearly something has happened, right? Like you had a move and something has changed. Reset the and stage, somewhere... Yeah you had this conversation where it was like, you know what I really want? I really want for you to be home with our son 100% of the time. And I would say, why? Mm. Where does that come from? Help me understand your point of view. Is it because you had a childhood where your mom was present the entire time and it was lovely and wonderful and you want to recreate that? 
Is it because your parents weren't around? I mean, I'm just kind of like curious, like where did that come from so that she can develop some empathy and understanding for his point of view? And I would also say, when did that conversation happen? Mm -hmm. Because things have changed. Our dynamic has changed, Mm -hmm. right? We moved we're more stressed about money than we ever have. Our, we might have had this conversation when I was pregnant and now we have a two-year-old at home and I am climbing the walls. Mm-hmm. I can tell you as a mother, I was very ready to, it was a very low time in my life. I, I appreciated it. I thought it was wonderful. I breastfed as long as I possibly could. Holden was with me. But then the moment he was potty trained and could go to daycare for a few days, a week for a certain amount of hours, I felt like I was able to regain a sense of myself. Mm -hmm. I felt very lost and very disconnected from whom I was. And you don't know that until you're in that moment, until you are in the thick of it, wearing the same clothes that you wore yesterday with the same little person that you are, like you lose who you are. So I think it's important for her to be able to say, I actually didn't realize that I would really love going back to work or having something outside of being home with our son. And this is really important. So anyway, dynamics have changed. I think it's good to address those conversations on a regular basis. Just because you decided this two years ago doesn't mean that needs to be the same setup that you have today. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I think you do need to have it on a regular basis. And I think the regular basis should be not less, uh, not more than three years, about every three years, you ought to have a sort of a reset the, the balance and the role, the role conversation. Readdress decisions. Um, as a general practice. So that also it's not this like surprise. Hey, by the way, I want to work. Like um, there ought to be a reset. And that comes from this conversation we had with Roger Nygaard a year ago or two years ago now um, mm-hmm. about just the idea that about every three years, relationships need a hard, hard reset. Um, or a re-evaluation. reevaluation, not necessarily reset. Yeah. yeah, and some of those things happen naturally because we do have babies about three years on average after we get married, and we mm-hmm. have another second baby about three years later. And so there are lots of sort of natural ones, but this is a there's a break here, which means, uh, yeah, I think you're exactly right. The, the other piece too is we have to be able to be to be revisiting the idea of who plays what role in a relationship. I think the right. question, I think there is a, a why question that is part of it, um, but. Yeah. But yeah, circumstances change. And even the idea that I want you to be with the kid 100% of the time or 100% focus on the kid, that leaves zero. It's kind of like we were talking about right. defensiveness. Like the defensive people either take zero or 100% responsibility. Like if if she's 100% focused on the kid, is she, does she not have, is she not allowed to focus on something else or does he have any focus on the kid? Um, mm-hmm. Which frankly is just good for the kid to have two parents that are engaged and are helping sort of model the difference between a mom and a dad or a mom and a mom or a dad and dad, whatever, like there's a, there's, there's a lot of that that's in play that needs to be evaluated. Yeah. The other thing too, is I think like money, this is another thing like, okay, fine. Win the bread. You can win the bread. You can be the breadwinner, but can she win something else? Can she win like the bacon? Can she win the vacation? Can she win the, the, you know, retirement money? Can she win? Because it's not a contest, right? We're, we're trying to, we're trying to accomplish something together and that thing needs to be resourced with attention and with affection. Um, and yes, with money, but it's not this, um, there's nothing, I don't know. I don't talk to anybody who's sort of like, Oh, my dad was the breadwinner and my mom. I mean, I guess sometimes, but it's, it's arbitrary. It's not, it's not a universal sort of rule that needs to be followed or understood forever. 
Um, mm. and regardless of what your parents' story is, like you were saying, um, your children are going to have a story and that story is actually the one that you're working on. You're not working on your parents' story anymore. Mm. I, if I was also this gal, I would probably enter into this conversation without the, Hey, um, here's the problem. The problem is we are more financially stressed than we were before. And here's my solution. I would like to go back to work. Mm. I think when you approach your partner with that, it's very difficult for your partner to get on board. But if you approach your partner with, I'm feeling extra stressed right now financially. I just wanted to let you know, like, this is our budget. We're barely scraping by. Mm -hmm. Can we just sort of like throw some noodles at the wall and just Mm, see like, like what are some possible solutions? I think it's a lot easier for him to get on board if you're not saying, especially if you're trying not to bruise his ego. Here's what I've come up with as a solution. That's really difficult. But if you come up with that solution together and he might come up up with it on his own where you say, gosh, like here's a couple of things. I could be like the budget warrior where I'm the one that is like really making sure that we're tightening down on everything. We're not spending as much money on certain things that might help me to feel less stressed. Uh, another thing that might help me feel less stressed is yada, 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 yada. You come up with all these different ideas and then somewhere along the way, you might come up with both of you together saying, gosh, this seems like a great idea. Like after you put kiddo down at night, and I actually have a mom friend that does this. She puts both of her kids to bed and she works until 11 PM at night. Mm. This is the breastfeeding mom that's getting up in the middle of the night. And she does this job that is very similar to what she described. I can do it anytime. I, you know, it's work from home, remote, perfect situation, but it's also, I mean, it's quite stressful, but it also, she loves it. Yeah. She really loves it and brings her value beyond the financial. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Hope that's helpful to that lady that there's enough for her to chew on and speculate about. Um, like again, we just have to be sort of agile with the, with the topics that we find ourselves in. Yeah. All right. We've got another number two. Are you ready? Number two, mailbag number two. Mailbag, mailbag, mailbag. I actually just really want you to, I I wish Beth Wiley was here to answer this question because I have a feeling she would answer it in a certain way. Okay. Uh, Let's see here. It says, over the four years, my boyfriend and I have had trust issues based on his perpetual mention of the hundreds of women that he has slept with in his lifelong without marriage or kids. Okay. He always sticks out or he points out, sticks out women who are very pretty and uses the excuse that his father was a sexist pig womanizer from New York. Uh, it says he is not his dad, but he often reminds me that you can take the boy out of New York, but you can't take New York out of the boy. Um, and then she adds in this at the very end, she says very direct and focused on achieving what he needs to do to get through the day. And on weekends, he sleeps all day and parties all night, cocaine, mushrooms, tequila, cannabis. Okay. So he's busy. So he's busy. So it sounds like he's a weekend, a weekend warrior, yeah. right? Like he works really hard during the week and then he parties his face off on the weekends. Yeah. But, you know, I think her primary concern is he, there's trust issues because he's always talking about and pointing out women that are attractive yeah. and talking about his previous conquests, yeah. if you will. Well, um, this is a hard one because you don't know what the whole story is. You don't really know what's happening. Um, but the story that she's telling puts her in fourth place. She's behind mm-hmm. all of the other beautiful women out there. That's place number one. She's behind this mm-hmm. guy's dad. And she's behind this guy's substance use or party priority, yeah. you know? Yeah. So she's in fourth place in this relationship. And that is a really hard place to operate from with confidence. And so 
it, you know, in some, some scenarios I can imagine going, you need to like go find somebody who's going to put you in first place or second place. Right. Like, um, and, but not knowing that, I mean, I think there is a conversation to be under, to be had around, you know, where do I fit? And is this a place that I'm willing to be? Because that, mm-hmm. that may not work. It may not work. And that doesn't have to even be a judgment. That can just be, this isn't working for me. Uh, particularly mm-hmm. because I'm sort of keying on this idea that it's her boyfriend. It's not her husband, yeah, not her partner. With her, maybe Life they don't partner. have a shared mortgage. Yeah. Maybe they do, but they don't have a mortgage. They don't have kids. And I'm making this part up, but I am, when I am talking to people who don't have a lot of sunk cost, um, right. I am h- happy to say one of the things you need to entertain is whether or not this relationship is sustainable on its own merits, because mm-hmm. there may be enough data here to say, mm, I don't think this is going to work. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I had a woman yesterday tell me straight up, her husband failed to make the meeting for, I, I love them. They're, they're doing great work. He's, he's a unique character and he just didn't, he wasn't able to make our time. And she said during the meeting, you know, we've, we've acknowledged a number of times, if we didn't have two kids, we would not, we would not still be married, which I think is just a okay. crappy place to be in your, just like in your way of existing. But mm-hmm. if you can avoid that 10 years ago, 15 years ago. 20 years ago, maybe you make that choice. So, yeah, I don't know. I got lots of other ideas, but to, you know, the, the principle of relationships at work is that each of us is confident that the other one is making decisions that benefit the relationship Yeah, and not strictly that benefit me. I love that. And I, I want to, I feel like I should write this down. By the way, I got this cool new tool. I just have to show you this. This is not, we're not sponsored <laughs> by them, but it's called, it's called Remarkable. Okay. And it's like an iPad kind of, it doesn't function as an iPad, but it's basically because I didn't, I, I write notes down all day long yeah. and I just wanted to stop using paper. Yeah. So I got this tool where I'm just writing notes, jotting them down. I literally just erase everything okay. and start fresh the next day. Wait, wait, anyway, do you, so do you get to um, keep the notes or do you, is it like a whiteboard? I could. It's kind of like a white. Oh shoot, that would have been a lot cheaper. A whiteboard. <laughs> you basically have a digital whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> that I spent a lot of money yeah. on. Okay, um, you said two things that I want to get to. Number one is a relationship works when two people are making decisions that benefit the relationship, like put prioritizing. Yeah, sort of the rising tide lifts all boats mentality. Yeah. yeah. And I had a conversation yesterday with a, with a couple that was very similar. I said, how can you remind one another when you're starting to feel insecure? Insecure in the sense that your partner is not making decisions that are benefiting the relationship in some sort of way. And what was going on is that she was sort of poking the bear, right? And I said, why are you doing that? What is that? Mm -hmm. What's behind that? And she said, I'm getting insecure and I just need that reassurance. And I said, the reassurance that you are asking for, all you're going to get is a defensive response Mm -hmm. because she was just poking. I used to do this, like, I feel so bad for my first sort of love in college because I was a horrible horrible girlfriend to be with, Mm -hmm. deeply insecure. Mm -hmm. And I would poke, 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 looking for reassurance. I never got Mm -hmm. it. And so what I was saying to her is it's okay to ask for reassurance that he's making decisions because there's a lot of decisions that you make on your own Mm -hmm. that could betray the relationship that could, you know, be selfish or whatever. I said, you can ask for reassurance, but stop poking Mm -hmm. him in a way that is just going to demand a defensive response or a reaction from him. And instead, 
Do you have a mantra that you could say to him in some way that is asking for that reassurance that we're both on the same page? We're both leaning into the relationship, choosing each other and this relationship as a priority. Our, and I'm going to curse here, but heck family motto between Heck is not Brian a curse heck. word, by the way. No, it's not. Not in Utah, it is, uh, <laughs> which was really fun. But uh, so our motto between Ryan and I is don't fuck it up. And I will oftentimes say that to him if he's on a business trip and I know he's going to be out late and I'll just say to him, don't fuck it up. Mm -hmm. And that basically is like the reminder of, oh yeah, like I may not be present with my family, but I have a family, I have a wife, I have choices that I make, I'm staying healthy, I'm making good decisions, blah, blah, blah. So I guess this is sort of my, hey, by the way, wouldn't it be nice if you had a mantra and that you came up with together? Do you and Rebecca have any kind of a mantra that is just a reminder yeah. of like we are committed to one another? That's not what our mantra means, but we do have one. What is it? Can you tell me? There are sewers aplenty yet to dig. <laughs> Ours are both kind of messed up. <laughs> it's like, Can you tell me where did that come from? What does that mean? It comes from this story that we listen to every year at Christmas, um, which is my favorite, one of my favorite holiday traditions called Polly Anderson's Christmas Party. It's by a guy named Stuart McLean, but... It's basically the idea that things might be going fine and you can like you be cruising along, but there are sewers aplenty. Like there's work yet to be done. So that's not very every positive. time we rest, every time we get every time we rest or every time, even if we get overwhelmed, we go, there's sewers aplenty yet to dig. So there's just more, there's more work there's to do. There's more shit. Yeah. There's just more work to do. <laughs> I don't know if I love yours. It's okay. You don't have to. It's not yours. Yeah, it's true. It's not mine. So anywho. It's probably um, not our like real, real, real mantra. I don't know if we actually have one, but it's the one that we've been saying a lot this last couple months. Oh my gosh. You Every time we clear a hurdle, we're yes. like, oh, we're good. Things are good. You're like, there are sewers are plenty yet to dig. So we got to stay sewers. vigilant. Yeah. Um, um, hey, two uh, things I want to say. Do we solve this lady's problem? Is she, she all set? Can I just say the second thing that I wanted to yeah, finalize totally. is... It is becoming more and more clear to me that there are people who have major complaints, right? Like she mm -hmm. has major complaints here. Mm -hmm. uh, this bothers me when he talks about previous mm -hmm. conquests. It bothers me when he points out other women. It bothers me that he's drinking and smoking and doing all these things on the weekends. Mm -hmm. And then I come to find out that I'm the only person that they have vented to. They mm -hmm. have never once had that conversation or that complaint, mm -hmm. which is given zero opportunity for mm -hmm. that partner to choose her because they mm -hmm. do not know that this is an issue or yeah. a problem. I so I would say yeah, go ahead. complain. If you haven't complained, complain. Oh, yeah. Or ask your question. Get curious <laughs> from last week. Now, here's the other piece. This is just a little tidy piece of like... um uh, strategy advice maybe, but it's very, very easy to focus on the thing that's not working. I hate it when he looks at other women and tells me about it. Okay, right. sure. That's really easy. And of course you would hate that. It's a little bit harder to go, Hey, when you look me in the eyes or when you hold my hand, when we're walking, like it makes me feel really secure. You, even if you are looking at other people or calling out other people, like I feel special when you, when you remember to ask me about my day, whatever it is, like accentuate the positive yeah. Reinforcing the behavior you want, try it out to see what happens because nobody wants to, to be defending their behavior all the time. But the, if, if I know what it takes to like make you feel good and you tell you, let me know, sure, I'll do that. Yeah. That's, that's being a responsive lover, you know? Mm. So I, I've been, uh, I love the word delight. I think it only, the only time I ever really hear it is sort of in the Christian community, but mm. like find ways to share with your partner the ways that they delight you. 
And I love that of mm-hmm. find ways of continually reinforcing the ways that your partner delights you because they will do more of that. They get a little dopamine hit every time you say, this delights me. Oh my gosh, I feel so good inside. And they're like, ooh, I'll yeah. do more of that. Okay. So, yeah. Hey, should we land this plane? No. I mean, yes. <sighs> but first, there are 21 people on a boat. That's right. 20 of them mm-hmm. go overboard. Mm-hmm. The guy standing on the boat still sees, sees no, heads. the guy standing on the boat sees 24 heads bobbing in the water. That's right. When Ryan, when, uh, when Holden called me last night to tell me this joke, yeah, he tricked me. He said, the guy on the boat sees 24 heads. I know he paused a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> I was like, he's Zach's going to get it immediately. So, so it's, it's 20 Four, four heads. heads. Yeah. There's 24 heads. heads bobbing in the water because yeah. 20 the, people the fell in the above water. above your eyebrows. Yeah. The four heads. There 24 heads. Uh, yeah. I was, I, I'm happy you guys got to meet Holden. You met him in a commercial at one point for Hyatt. And uh, that is my seven-year-old son. He's off to camp and mama's going to clean the house today. Very cool. All right. All right. Now let's land the plane. You got it. Okay. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. We're having a lot of fun answering your questions. If you haven't sent a question in, do it. I want to know what's going on with you and in your lives and what you'd like us to talk about. So send an email to info at marriagetherapyradio.com or you can find us on the Instagram, right, Zach? And the Facebook and yep. we now have a YouTube channel. We do. Is it just channel. Marriage Therapy Radio? I think so. And then uh, yeah. Twitter, we're MTR Pod. We're not. We're not super active there yet, but we're gonna be. Yeah, we're getting that. Zach just, Zach just informed me that we're doing video on uh, YouTube, and I was like, wait, 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 wait. hold okay. on. Shut it I've down, only Mark. been in my shut pajamas. It down. Shut it okay, down. I'm gonna shut it down. <laughs> hey, thanks for all of your time and your attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.